0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue through our examination of the book of James. We're in the last chapter. This is James chapter 5. And let's pick up where we were uh, last time together. We, we were in verse 13. We actually went for, through verse 13 through 15, I think. But I want to read that again because uh, contextually speaking, it's important, okay? So James 5 verse 13 says this, is anyone among you suffering. Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He's to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they will be Forgiven him, So we saw this in the last episode, but what he's saying, hey, are there situations here? And James may or may not have known of these things, okay, what's occurring here. He says, so if you're suffering, what you need to do is pray. If you're cheerful, in other words, there's not suffering in your life, then thank the Lord. Sing praise to God. Is there anyone among you sick? Then for somebody sick, get that person who's sick to call upon the elders of the church and have them pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And again, I think it's interesting that you find that there is going to be suffering. There's going to be cheerfulness. There's going to be sickness. So often in various portions of the body, Christ teaches that if you're really a true believer and you're living the way you're supposed to, that there won't be suffering or that there won't be sickness or you'll always be cheerful. And that's not what the balance of the scripture tells us. Verse 15 says, the prayer that is offered in faith. Okay, we'll restore the sick and we'll raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, these sins will be forgiven him. Now, verse 16, where we pick up today. Therefore, so in light of all this, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much so there's something uh, several things really interesting right here, that we are called to confess our sins to one another. We are called to pray for one another and to pray for one another that he may be healed. Uh, apparently unconfessed sin can be a barrier to some things, okay can be a barrier to healing, can precipitate illness and sickness. Now this confessing your sin to one another, this isn't the type of thing to wear. Uh, sometimes people say, well, everything that you have to do, you have to confess before everybody. No, I think there's wisdom in the midst of this. And I know the spirit will guide us if we will pay attention and if we'll simply ask. We uh, confess and repent in the realm and within the circle of where the offense took place. And so if I offended a brother by something that happened privately, then we confess to one another and say, okay, we did this right here. If it's in a larger circle, then we confess within that same larger circle. The whole point is that relationship would not be fragmented. Okay, the whole point that forgiveness is salt. And so it's not that if I do some little thing right here that I have to stand up and broadcast it all over the Internet, okay, to proclaim to everybody. No, that's not what it is. And notice the whole idea is one another, that they're walking in unity. They're walking as as a body. And so let there be no sin between one another. Why is that? Because the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And then he gives an example of that. He gives an example of it, and and this is great. So let me just read it, then we'll talk a little bit about it. This is James 5, verse 17. Here's the example. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So a little, uh, how many sentences is that? Two two uh, verses, okay, two-verse uh, example here. And I'll tell you what, we may do that on the next episode, too. We may go back and actually read that story about Elijah because it's really very interesting. But uh, if it wasn't for what we have here in the New Testament, we wouldn't understand all this given about him in the Old Testament. If you just read the Old Testament, you wouldn't understand what's happening what's going on. Here's what I want us to take away from today. It says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was a man just like us, okay? He was no, nothing. sometimes we look at these folks and think they're super special and they're exceptional and they're one-off creations of God and they're not like us. That's totally not true. He was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Well, why in the world would he pray that it would not rain? What would precipitate that? (laughs) What would initiate that? And um, when you go back and look at the story, I'll tell you a little bit about it, and perhaps we will examine it. Uh, He just appears. He appears out of nowhere, and he goes for the king. and says, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. Well, what, what type of spiritual arrogance is that, right? Well, the reason is that God had said in his word that if the people of Israel and if the leadership of the kings and et cetera If they turned away from God, if they did things they shouldn't do, that God would uh, turn the sky to brass and the land to iron or the other way around. In other words, it would be dry. No rain would come. And apparently, because it doesn't say this forthrightly, but when you look and see what it says here in James, what he says in the story about him, what the word says, the Lord said about what he would do, is that he knew the word of the Lord and he believed it. He simply believed it. And so he went before the king and said, this is what's going to happen. How did he know? Well, it says right here that he prayed earnestly. But he prayed earnestly based upon the word of the Lord. Folks, that's so important. He prayed earnestly based upon the promises of God, based upon the truth of what the Lord said that he would do. So it's a real principle for us. If we sit here and see a situation and see a circumstance and know what the word of the Lord is to that thing, then we can speak to it based upon the word of the Lord. This is really important. This is the reason that we can sit there and say, "No, I know that you say that you have an alternative lifestyle and that God loves you and that he created you this way and you think you're fine with your guy, but I've got news for you. That is not the most high guy. There's another God lying to you. And we can say that based upon the word of the Lord. We can also say that the Lord can set you free based upon the word of the Lord. But notice what Elijah did. He prayed earnestly. In other words, he really pursued this. And it didn't rain for three years and six months. And then he prayed again after everything happened when we see the story. And he prayed again and the sky poured rain and the earth produced its fruit. And again, he he prayed based upon the word of the Lord. And when you see how it happened, uh, particularly the restoration one here, it wasn't just this little. Okay, God, uh, you proved this right here. So go ahead and let it rain. He had to do the same thing. He had to pray earnestly. So what's the picture for us? What's the principle for us, folks? If we pray earnestly, if we pray based upon the word of the Lord. If we live with one another in the way we're supposed to, what he said here, confessing sins to one another, abiding in the Lord, then the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. You want an effective prayer of a righteous man? Consider Elijah and do likewise. Some serious stuff right here for us to consider, folks. I think it will totally transform the way we pray. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. As always, uh, spread the word about these times together. Share with your family, with your friends. Also, check things out on my website. You can see the daily blog there. The daily podcast is there. uh, The weekly Bible studies are there. And it's also a place where you can help support these times if the Lord moves upon your heart. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.